0: Hi Church! Good morning! I'm glad to see many of you coming back to worship God together here in First Assembly. And also whether you are in the hall right now or you're watching online, I want to send my warmest greeting to you and shalom to you. Now today I'm not in church because I'm still observing home quarantine. Now even though I am well from covid but I believe that it is also a safety measure for the church and for everyone that I stay uh, away from church today. But I will be back next Sunday. Now today, it is Palm Sunday. And also it is the Sunday to mark the beginning of the Passion Week, the Holy Week, where Jesus rode on a donkey, entering into Jerusalem where people welcome Him to the day where Jesus is betrayed and fairly trialed. Crucified and died on the cross. And I hope that you take this opportunity to join me and many others for a time of seven days fast and pray beginning today, 10th of April. That you will join together to seek God and to build a deepening relationship with Him. And I hope that you will join me on these seven days, a journey to really seek God. Now, this morning we're going to take a break from the Sermon of the Mount series. And as today is AGM Sunday, I hope that many of you, you will stay behind after the service, quickly go and grab a bite, and come back by 1.30 so that we can join AGM. And also, there will be a water baptism uh, later on after the service. I hope that you will also come and witness the water baptism in the cup after the service. Now, today... I want to share from the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2. Now it is a scripture that we have chosen as a main theme of our church this year. Let's read this passage together. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verses 1 to 7. You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses and trust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. Join me in the suffering, like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one serving as soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. Similarly, anyone who competes as an athlete does not receive the victor's crown except by competing according to the rules. The hard-working farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crops. Reflect on what I am saying, for the Lord will give you insights into all this. Now, the book of 1 and 2 Timothy, they are traditional, uh, traditionally believed to be the last epistles of Apostle Paul, meaning that it was believed to be the last books that Apostle wrote before he died. Now today, we are going to look into the second book of Timothy, and this book is regarded as the last words of Apostle Paul to young Timothy, who is pastoring the church in Ephesus. The last word of a person is always seems to be something that we want to pay extra attention about. And today, in this book of 2 Timothy, Apostle Paul gave instructions to Timothy, on how to pass on well. He talks about passing on the gospel as well as passing on the leadership ministry. Now, why is there need to pass on? Because life is a relay race. We all live and die on earth. Season comes, season goes. Generation comes, generation goes. But we need to understand that we do not live our life solely for our own self only, for our own pleasure or purposes. Our goal is not just to live for ourselves and die. It's not just for us to build a career, our finance, our own dreams and successes, be happy, be contented with our own life and then die. This is a very short-sighted of the purpose of life. It is a self-centered life. Now, when I say life is a relay race, it means that we inherit the purpose and the goal from the previous generation and we live to live our life, to run this race and pass on to the next generation. The vision and the purpose of life must be to pass on from one generation to another generation what we have received from the previous generation and we need to pass it on well. But we all have a very limited time on earth to do that. This is why I would recommend you, if you are able to attend funeral services, go to cemetery, visit cemeteries, because it reminds us three very important facts of life. Number one, it reminds us that there is mortality of life. You see, this body that we live in, it will decay. It is subjected to illnesses, diseases, and it doesn't matter how well we take good care of it or how well we preserve our body, it will eventually decay and degenerate. I am now over 40 years old and I am more even uh, more aware of this body which is decaying. My bones and joints are not as flexible as before. My body is not as strong as before. When I have a cut, My body doesn't heal as fast or as well as before. But thank God, my mind is still sharp. So, visiting the dead, it will remind us that there is mortality in life. And secondly, it reminds us of the brevity of life. You see, life is very brief. No one lives forever. Everyone will eventually die. If you're healthy, you can live up to 60 70, 80, or 90 years old. But it is also a fact that some people die young and there's unfortunately some people who die early from sicknesses, accidents, or injuries. But regardless of whether 20 years or 80 years, our life on earth is considered as very brief. And there is a famous Chinese saying, how many tens of years can we have in life? It talks about life as being brief. And thirdly, it reminds us about the urgency of life. See, how many of you, you feel that time passes on very fast, especially in the past two years? You see, life is short and there is an urgency to do what we need to do and to do it well. If we want to build something strong and to build it well, we need time. And oftentimes, we need a long time. And we do not have that luxury of time to build all that we want to build. And therefore, we need to maximize our life on earth, church, and not become billionaire or just become a successful person and die. We need to max out our life on earth for the glory of Christ. Amen? And it involves not just how we live our life, it also involves how we pass on to others as well. Just like a competitive relay race, we may start well. We may be leading the race. But if we pass on the baton poorly, we will affect the next runner. And eventually, we may lose the entire race. So here, Apostle Paul has something to say about staying strong and passing on the baton well. Each generation must pass on well to the next generation. Fathers, must pass on well to their children. Parents must pass on well to the next generations. Leaders must pass on well to the next leaders. And it is so important that we need to do it well. And in this passage, Apostle Paul has something good to tell us about passing on well from one generation to another generation. And there are three things the Apostle Paul's mentioned in these seven verses. The means available to stay strong, which is the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And secondly, the method available to pass on well, which is to pass on to reliable generation. And number three, the measure available to pass on well. So let us get to the first one, the means available to stay on strong. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 1, You then, my son, Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Church, life is a relay life, as I already said, that we need to run it well. And we cannot just stay idle, stand still and do nothing. We cannot just do that because it is simply not an option. And if you want to run the race well, you need to be strong and fit to run the race. Now, one of the areas we need to be strong is our faith, our belief, and the doctrines that we hold on in life. Apostle Paul says, Be strong in the grace of Jesus Christ. Now, grace, if properly defined, it is God's unmerited favour to all humanity. Grace means that God has freely given us His eternal life in heaven and abundant life on earth. Despite and regardless of what we have done, in spite of who we are, so that we have a clear knowledge of who we are in Christ because of the unmerited grace of God. And the grace of God that He has given us, God has given us love, forgiveness, acceptance, peace, joy, and victory to overcome everything in life. Those are the grace of God for us. The grace of God, it releases the divine help, the unmerited gifts of assistance that comes from God and God alone. Apostle Paul starts by saying, be strong in the grace that is in Jesus Christ. Today, I hope that you will be strong in the grace of Jesus Christ. Because far too long and far too many people have resorted to relying on their own strength their own cleverness and their own methods to run the race of life. No wonder so many people are stressed out, discouraged, frustrated, hurt and burnt out. Some of them have walked away from their faith because they find strength in themselves and not in the grace of Jesus Christ. In order to be strong in the grace of God, we must first be clear that we need to stand firm in the gospel of Jesus Christ. No other gospel, no other thing, stand firm in the gospel of Jesus Christ. That means our belief, our doctrines, and our understanding of God's word must be strong. And secondly, we need to be clear on our standing with God. Always check ourselves, how is our relationship with God? Is it thriving? Intimate? total surrender? Or are you holding back and has becoming lukewarm? Or are you just a Sunday Christian? And thirdly, avoid the appeal of becoming godly through legalism. Do not think that we can obtain God's grace by our own good deeds or because of our own spiritual habits. Now, there is nothing wrong in that. But there is also We couldn't do nothing to make us worthy to receive God's grace. It's totally the love of God that He gave us His grace. As we have started in this grace of God, let us also make sure that we continue in this grace of God and not in our own strength or our own good deeds. First, let us live our life well by being strong in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And secondly, the method available to pass on well. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. And these things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, and trust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. Now, as we ourselves become strong in the grace of God, we don't just die with it, we pass it on. Apostle Paul says, entrust to reliable people who would then be qualified to pass on to others. Now, this means that we need to pass on our strengths to others. But it is not done aimlessly and blindlessly. We need to pass it on to reliable people. So where can we find reliable people to pass it on? The best way is not to find. It is to Build. In order to pass on the grace of God, the faith that we have, we need to build reliable people. In our lives, we need to engage in teaching others, coaching others, mentoring others, helping others to grow strong. Our faith is not just mind your own business kind of faith. Our faith is a communal faith whereby we take care of others and others take care of us. Parents, There is a need to be intentional in bringing up your child in the way of the Lord. If you give them an easy life, solve their problem for them, overprotect them, not let them make any mistakes, it is not the way to build them up strong as reliable adults. And as believers, we need to build other people strong in the faith. Whether other people as other believers or non-believers, we need to build others By sitting around without any intentionality to witness and to share the gospel, it is not the way to build reliable people to carry on the gospel. And we will have nothing, no one to pass it on. And therefore, church, I hope that we will start reaching out to see that importance and that urgency to pass on the gospel, to build reliable people so that the gospel can be passed on to others, and to the next generation. And there are four generations here that we read. Apostle Paul, Timothy, reliable witnesses, and others. See, when we pass the grace of Jesus Christ to others, we need to think, uh, think long term. We need to pass on to the next and next generation so that they will continue to pass it on and on and on. At least three generations, at least to think, Up ahead, 50 to 60 years. The passing of our faith, our legacy, our ministry, our gospel, the leadership, it must be for the long haul. And that's why we need to stay strong in the grace of God and look into passing on. Look into passing on. Church, would you agree with me that it doesn't happen automatically? There must be intentionally to pass on. And therefore, there must be intentionally to build reliable people to teach them, coach them, so that they in turn, as we pass it on to them, they will be reliable to pass on to others. They will be qualified to pass on to others. It is so important that we pass on right and not just dump it to the next generation and say, God bless you. No. If there is no substance in us, if we do not build the next generation or other people, if we don't build them right, how and what are we passing on? So church, we need to take the initiative to be intentional, to train up others, to teach them, to coach them and to pass on to them. Far be it that the gospel will stop at our hand and also in our generation because we fail to see the importance of passing on? Or are we too busy doing all other things? Yes, those may be important things, but are we too busy to pass on, to build others? Parents, let me encourage you, be intentional to build your child to be reliable adult and to pass on to them the grace of Jesus Christ. And even if you are parents with adult. Children, you may be a grandparent or your child may be a young adult. You still need to continually pass on that legacy of faith to them as you continue to journey on strong in your own faith. And also small group members, be intentional in building up each other's, and also build in new people, assimilate new people, reach out to new people, to your small group so that your small group will be strong to continue for many generations and not die a natural death. We as believers, we also need to be intentional to pass on the gospel, to make disciples of others and to pass on the legacy of the gospel. My prayer is that we will not be too busy or be too indifferent that we do not care in building up others and pass on. If we need strength, ask God. God is faithful to give us what we ask. God has given us the means to pass on well the grace of God. And God has given us the method to pass on well that we need to start training, mentoring, and take seriously the intentionality to build up others and not just dump it to them. And thirdly, the measures available to pass on well. Now, Apostle Paul tells us four tests if we want to pass on well. From verses 3 to 7, he says, Number one, the endurance to garner. Now, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3, says, Join me in suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Now, take note that Christian life is not a walk in the park. If you want to win the relay race of our life, there will be challenging. Uh, sorry, there will be challenges, hardship, and suffering, and we are all called to endure it, not run away from it, not avoid it. Now, let me give you an example. John Aquari, he's from Tanzania. He was touted to win the Olympic in the uh, 1968 Mexico Olympic in the 42 kilometer marathon race. And as he goes for this Olympic, he started to uh, line up and he started his participation in the 42-kilometer marathon race. And when the race started at the 19-kilometer uh, mark, the runners starts to jostle for position in order to secure a place ahead. Now, it is a strategy for runners. To win the marathon, so runners began jockeying for positions, and it caused Aquari to fall. Now his fall is so bad that he dislocated his left knee and severely dislocated one of his shoulder. Now even though he was limping and hopping around, the then twenty-six years old continued on. A total of eighteen out of seventy-five runners pull out from the race because they cannot tahan the heat and humidity of the city. So Aquari was limping through the remaining 20 plus kilometer of the race. But by the time he reached the stadium, it already night time. The winner already crossed the finish line, received the gold medal more than one hour ago. Spectators were mostly gone. But the news that he was approaching the stadium came, the crowd began to cheer, and the stadium light began to turn on again. And even he even pushed through to win the race despite his pain and injuries. And after the race, a journalist came and asked him, Why did you not give up the race since there's no chance of winning? To which he replied, My country. Did not send me 5,000 miles to start the race. They send me to finish the race. Church, in order to pass on well, we need to endure. Another word I always like to use is this, long suffering. Not just suffering, but long suffering. So expect that there will be challenges, hardship, sufferings. And don't quit, don't give up. Run the race well. If you want to finish the race well, run it with other people because it will help you to have greater endurance. Don't run alone. The Bible says that two are better than one and the strain of three cords are not easily broken. There's greater endurance when we run together. And that's why we need to build back that fellowship with other believers, especially for the past two years when we worship from home. Let me ask you, church, brothers and sisters, are you running together with other people, in your small group, with other believers? Or are you isolating yourself that faith is only just something personal to you? Our faith in Christ Jesus is always a community faith. It's not individual. We need that accountability. We need that togetherness we need that fellowship and connection. Run together. And passing on the baton is easier when we are together. And secondly, entanglement to avoid. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4 No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. Now, if we want to pass on well in our life, we need to keep the focus. Don't get sidetracked. Don't be distracted by every attraction, every new fads and trends. When you are running the race, you focus on the finishing, right, uh, finishing line, right? And you don't stop for sightseeing or taking a selfie. You're not going for a window shopping. And as parents, focus on good parenting. Focus on what builds uh, your, your, your child's life up, focus on what is important, which is your child's character, mindset, attitude, and also his faith. Focus on passing on to them your conviction of faith in God. Don't lose sight of that. And as a believer, focus on the great commission of witnessing to others and the great commandment of loving God and loving our neighbor. Don't lose sight of it. Never let circumstances distract you from serving your master. Don't let COVID, stress, fear, challenges, disappointment, hurts hinder you from pleasing your Father in heaven. Always fix your eyes on Jesus. Never lose sight of heaven. Avoid any entanglement that may distract you from leaving a strong grace in the Lord Jesus Christ. Over the past two years, have you entangled yourself with many other cares, concern, stress, fear? Don't be entangled, church. My prayer is that you will know whether is there anything that's holding you, tangling you from building a strong, faithful life in Christ that have distracted you from passing on the baton to other people. And number three, engagement to undertake. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 5 Similarly, anyone who competes as an athlete does not receive the weakest crown except by competing according to the rules. Now, there are certain rules and disciplines that we need to abide and apply if we want to stay strong in the race and run the race well. For example, we cannot simply choose to run backward just because we want to. We cannot simply bend the rule and create our own shortcut just because we want to win the race. You cannot simply choose what to practice or not to practice just because you don't feel like it. Your lifestyle, discipline, habits. All of this, it must live by the rules of the discipline of race. So in race, there is its discipline. There is its boundary. So if you want to build a strong life and pass it on well, there are rules, there are disciplines, there are habits that we must engage and cultivate, whether we feel like it or not. Because at the end of the day, for the long run, it is for our own good. And there are rules and discipline that we need to keep on keeping on. And that is why we need to keep the spiritual discipline of prayer, of giving, learning the Word of God, small group, coming together for worship, serving God, obeying God. See, these are the uh, spiritual discipline that we need to cultivate again. And on the other hand, there are boundaries that we need to avoid. There are relationships that we need to avoid. There are habits that we need to cut off. The attitude that we need to change, and their lifestyle that we need to stop. All this because we want to walk right, walk pure, and walk holy before God, and righteous before men. These are the entanglement that we need to uh, that we need to uh, uh, get rid of and also the discipline that we need to undertake. Today, let me ask you this, church, is there anything that you need to start cultivating? Is there anything that you need to stop doing? Number four, enrichment to inherit. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 5, similarly, Anyone who competes as an athlete does not receive the weakest crown except by competing according to the rules. Now, as we work hard, work smart, and also work with God, He will reward us. God longs to bless us in our lives on earth. And God will not shortchange us. The Bible speaks of many rewards in heaven as well as reward on earth. When we stay strong, stay focused and stay faithful to the grace of God, we will be rewarded by God with honour, with joy, with satisfaction in life and we will find fulfilment and meaning in all that we do. And God will supply all our needs according to the riches of His glory in Christ Jesus. Amen. And when we pass on our faith well, we will reap a great harvest in heaven because we are passing on our faith that will result in eternal consequence. The gospel that we share throughout the land, the soul that we share the gospel to will be added into the kingdom of God. The church of Jesus Christ will grow strong and will expand generation upon generations will come to know God and worship Him. Those are the possibilities Those are the rewards if we build ourselves strong and pass it on well to others. And that's why we need to start intentionally build our own faith and pass it on to others and pass it on well. And at the end of the day, when we meet, uh, we've got face to face, He will welcome us by saying, well done, my good and faithful servant. Wow, four measures available to us to pass it on. Endurance to garner, entanglement to avoid, engagement to undertake, and enrichment to inherit. And in conclusion, I would like to say this. Life is a related race. We all are running this race. Some are early in the race, some are in the midpoint. And some of you, you are going near the finishing line. But we all need to be strong in the grace of Jesus Christ. We need that strength and it is found in the grace of Jesus Christ. But at the same time, we also need to build, coach and mentor other people so that they will be reliable witnesses, qualified to pass it on to others as well. We need to build them so that they will be workers of gospel, workers of ministry. And we cannot afford to lose this race. We cannot afford to pass on half-heartedly church because there's eternal consequence of what we do and what we did not do. This morning, will you stay strong in the grace of Jesus Christ? Will you resolve in your heart to pass on the baton of gospel to another person, to the next generation and generations to come. And I ask a musician to come on stage to start playing some background music for uh, the ending of this message. And subsequently later, they will lead us into a time of worship to respond to the word of God that we have heard today. Can I invite you, church, to stand together? Yes, let's stand. Wherever you are seated, in the hall. Let's stand. Take this time to respond to the Word of God. Take this time to worship God. Yes, let's stand. And before we sing, before I hand the time to the worship team to lead us into a time of worship and of singing, I hope that as you hear this message, that you will take seriously in answering this reflection question that I'm going to show you Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 7, it says, Reflect on what I am saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all this. Number one, how are you running in this race of life? What are you doing? What are you doing to yourself? What are you? Number one, How are you running this race of life? What are you doing to ensure that you will finish this race of life strong and passionate for the Lord? And secondly, what are you doing to ensure that you are passing on your learning and legacy, passing on well to those who are coming after you, be it your children or your friends or other people? Church, those are the reflection questions. And as you are standing, preparing your heart, I hope that as the worship team leaders in the time of worship, that you will take time to reflect and to sing the song. And right now, I would like to pass time to the worship team. <music>